0: Leah Clapper is an energetic and ambitious student athlete on the University of Florida gymnastics team. She is passionate about athletics, learning new things, empowering others, and she enjoys creating content that inspires people to live happier and healthier lives. With this, Leah has been running her own food blog, Zest and Finesse, since May 2018, and this past December, Leah launched a gymnastics-related podcast, Zest and Progress, which uncovers athlete stories of resilience, energy, and self-confidence. In today's episode, we focus specifically on the new NIL laws that allow student-athletes to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. It's a hot topic for today's episode, episode 161 of the WA. WHOA GNV Podcast. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, Whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and today's episode is being brought to you by the UF Mover Guys. Podcast fam, if you or someone you know is about to move, tell them to give our friends the UF Mover Guys a call. Brad, Jordan, and the team at UF Mover Guys can do it all. They offer full service packing. They can move bulky items. They will disassemble that furniture you need to move because who really wants to do that? Nobody. <laughs> Do you need storage? They've got your back there as well. Plus, they offer free and fast, no obligation estimates. They require no money up front. You pay when the move is complete and you are 100% satisfied with their work. Give them a call at 352 352- 2 or visit them at ufmoverguys.com Brad Jordan and the team I appreciate you guys thank you so much for supporting our show and I am so excited to get into today's episode you guys today on the show we have the 2021 SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year Gator Gymnast Content Creator and Podcaster Leah Clapper Leah Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here tonight. She's like, let's go. Let's do this. I'm
0: so excited. I am. So, Leah, I, I, you know... This kind of goes part into like some of our mission of really getting you students kind of involved with our business community. I'm like, oh man, this will be great! Like, let's have let's have Leah come on the show and kind of tell her story. Um, you know, there's all this stuff happening with the NIL laws, and I'm I'm excited to dive into that. So I really want to hear a lot of that from your perspective. But before we do that, like, let's just kind of dive into your story a little bit. You know, tell me, you know, where you're from and how you got to Gainesville and all of the all of that good stuff.
1: All of that good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I will rewind it back to my growing up days in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. I've got one sister. I am from Ann Arbor. So right by University of Michigan. And I am now a 100% gator. So I came down to Gainesville for college and it's a pretty interesting recruiting story. I don't know if we have the time, but I eventually I wanna hear Yeah, made it down here to Gainesville. So for gymnastics, I started gymnastics when I was a toddler. I was one and a half years old crazy flipping everywhere in the house my parents put me into the sport you know the typical story of a really energetic kid and i just totally fell in love and never looked back so i grew up in the gym gymnastics you know 25 30 hours a week through high school became an elite gymnast you know just was it was my life um up until the point that i came to florida and i still totally love the sport but when i was getting recruited it was all about freshman year, when you started really looking at schools and going on visits, and everything was way earlier than it is now because the rules changed. But I sent my first batch of emails to colleges at the end of my eighth grade year. And I had a whole list of 40 or 50 schools that I was kind of interested in. Oh dang, okay. And University of Florida was at the very top. Was it really? Yes. They had just won three national championships and probably every gymnast in the country wanted to be a gator in some way, shape, or form because the gators were just incredible. And I sent an email to University of Florida and immediately got a response back. It was generic because they weren't allowed to do anything personal, but it was like, our scholarships are full come back and talk to us about a walk on your senior year if you're still interested. And I was just kind of like, oh snap. You know, that was my dream school, but guess it's not gonna happen, and I've got like 39 other schools to look at. So I moved on and went on some visits. I actually committed to a different school in the Big Ten after my freshman year of high school. I was really happy with my decision, totally intended on going there, but then, as they do, things changed, and my junior year, I had a really great season, I was competing elite gymnastics, which is the level of the Olympians, to put it in perspective, Okay, that's a very timely thing, Um, so you have to be an elite to go to the Olympics, I was nowhere close to going to the Olympics, don't get me wrong about that, but I was at that level, and that's the level that schools really start getting interested in you at, and... There was just some random Wednesday. I remember the assistant coach at UF followed me on Instagram. And I just kind of raised my eyebrows and was like, (laughs) what in the
0: world? Are you like like celebrating or are you like, what's happening here? I was just so puzzled.
1: And I just told my mom, I was like, this is weird. And then lo and behold, three days later, I get a random call from my coach while I'm driving. And she's like, are you sitting down? I'm like, Well, I'm driving, (laughs) and this is my club coach, by the way, and she was like, well, pull over, and I was like, okay. I pulled over, and she told me, University of Florida wants to offer you an athletic scholarship, and I was like, no way. I was just blown out of my mind, and I was like, that explains Instagram follow, I guess, but moral of of the story, there had been a lot of coaching changes at the school I was committed at before, and at University of Florida and things just shifted around and a spot opened up and I went for a visit on spring break, it was like a couple days later and just totally fell in love with the campus. I got that feeling when, that everybody talks about when it feels like home, when you step onto the campus you're supposed to be at and I was just so pumped because amazing athletics, amazing academics here at UF and I committed the next day.
0: Okay, so was it, yeah, so when this happened, your coach, club coach calls you, right? Yeah. Are you like in this mindset, like when that happens, are you just like uh, automatic, almost like, hell yes, like I'm totally going? Are you kind of like, well, you know, they sent me that email saying to check back with them when I a few years ago. Maybe yeah. I maybe I'll consider it, but like where where were you at? Were you like, let's do this or
1: mm? Well, I was just so shocked. Honestly. It was really surprising. I knew that coaches from around the country were looking at the gymnasts that were committed at the school I was at before because of all the coaching changes, but I never expected University of Florida to reach out to me. So I was just like really pumped up and I was like well I gotta go see it. Like I'm gonna regret it if I just say no right away because Florida was an original dream school and you know everything just worked out and I still can't believe I'm here competing for the Gators. It's, It's just so surreal.
0: And you were named in March the 2021 SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, good for you. I mean, thank you. Like, I think I I went and looked it up. You had a you have a 3.98 GPA in advertising. I mean, that's really incredible. I mean, especially with the most like the demanding schedule and stuff. I I mean I'm just. You know, I'm just amazed. I think it's awesome. So, congratulations!
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm super honored to have been awarded that as well.
0: It's very cool. So this whole so like let's kind of dive into some of the changes that are really happening in the NCAA. Yes. Uh, because I just think this is it's fascinating. Um, you know, some people are for it, some people are against it. I don't really care. I'm like, this is this is just super interesting stuff. Um, and it started happening kind of like right in the middle of your college career, right? So, um, and for everybody who's who doesn't know, like the NCAA, and maybe I should let Leah really explain it, but you know, from this is kind of the way I understand it is that the NCAA has allowed. Uh, College athletes to now capitalize on their name, their image, and their likeness. Right. So you guys, kind of, I mean, through the world of social media that we have now, and all of these fans who, you know, watch you guys, you you become influencers in your sport or you you know wherever, and now you're able to like really kind of capitalize on that, right? Yes. Am I explaining that correctly? Yeah, so that's don't exactly you, right. So this is what I would love to know. I would love to know, like, you know, this the shift, like, when this happened, and NCAA said, okay, like, we're going to allow athletes to to profit from their name, image, and likeness. You know, how was that explained to you guys? Like, what was the what was the process? How did this unfold to the athletes?
1: Well, the unfolding process is really interesting because it was a long time coming. I remember first hearing about the possibility that these logs were going to go into effect, you know, oh, way over a year ago, and it was so much of a slim chance. It was just very confusing. It was like, maybe this will happen while you're still in college. And I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. You know, that'd be awesome. But it got put on the back burner because it hasn't happened yet. And so did you just
0: kind of discount it as like, all right, that's right, prob- like, that'd be cool if it happens, but it's probably not going to happen. So let-, let me not worry about it.
1: I wouldn't say I discounted it because I knew it would be a really cool opportunity, but it was more of a waiting game. Like, is this actually going to happen? Because things with the NCAA go like that sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes there's talk about stuff and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I was really pumped when I heard that it might because I have been... You know, building my brand in general since I came to college, not necessarily for the purpose of capitalizing on it, but I've worked really hard on all these passion projects and it's really cool to get to have some sort of monetary benefit to that like everyone else in the world. Because I have a purpose for the things that I'm doing. Like I have a mission to help people live happier and healthier lives. And I wanna inspire people and I wanna use my platform for good. And I can totally do that without these new laws. But it's really cool that now college athletes are able to capitalize on their personal brands just like everyone else. So to put things in perspective or give a more tangible example, yeah, like, someone that is not a college athlete could have a food blog and I actually do have a food blog so this is very personal to me but they can have you know sponsored posts on Instagram or on any social media saying like buy this protein bar whatever it is but as a student athlete if I were to do that and make money from that, that would jeopardize my NCAA eligibility. And there's all sorts of things, you know, in that realm of capitalizing on your name, image, and likeness that apply as well. So, like before this, a student athlete couldn't get paid to be on a commercial or appear in in a flyer for a local business or, you know, just really make money off of who, who they are. are in so, any way. So
0: shape, form. so now all that's legit.
1: So yes, for the most part, it's a free-for-all, and that's been where the confusing things have come in because to go back to your original question, how it was all unfolded to the student athletes, nobody really knew what was going on for a long time, and there was all these state laws that were getting passed, but the NCAA governing body wasn't necessarily giving NCAA laws. So everyone was really confused for a while, and it was more of a yellow light situation. Like We knew that the state law was going into effect uh, this summer, but were we actually gonna be able to do anything? And compliance office was so confused, and thus all the athletes were so confused, and it was really a waiting game until about the middle of May when things started happening and us finding out about what we might be able to do and what we won't be able to do. And then once that July 1st date came where the laws went into effect, you know, things happened really fast. And the NCAA put out a statement saying like, yes, you can make money, kind of an interim thing. I don't wanna like get into the specifics because I might not have them 100% correct. But basically what we knew was what the state law here in Florida said. And that's what we've been able to go off of. So.
0: Is that coming from like the coaching or is that coming from the NCAA, like directly to your email box? Like what did it look like? How was it communicated?
1: Yeah, so for the most part, it was the University Athletic Association emailing us and sending out, you know, information through this platform that we use as student athletes. But really it was, they did a great job, you know, following all the rules. And Florida is very conservative and they want to do everything in that they, I'm not saying that right, but they they don't want to do things wrong and they want to make sure that everything is in line with the law and in line with the NCAA. And so we didn't know what we could do for a long time. But then once the things started happening, they put together like really nice, easy to read PDFs and sent them out. Like, here are frequently asked questions. This is what the law says in layman's terms. And that was super duper helpful. But it's been an exploration process on the athlete's end to like find those opportunities because the athletic association or like our coaches, they can't help us, you know, make brand deals and that kind of stuff. Um, that is like, all on us so that's been a really fun process and i'm really thankful. So that's on you
0: yeah like you can go out you. and you can say yo new scooters for less like i bought exactly. a scooter from you back in the day put me on your flyer yeah. i'll do it i'm gonna charge x you get to decide what you want to charge
1: yes most like, of the time do you I have mean, to
0: report it do you have to even have to say yeah you do have to, so you have you to do say do i'm making 10 grand off my name image and likeness like you yeah. have to let them know
1: so exactly so there's okay. j- just a few rules like you can't promote sports wagering and things like that that you know I wouldn't do anyway. But. Um, which, makes, which
0: makes sense because yeah, are Basic
1: rules like that. But other than that it's pretty much a free for all and you can do what you want as long as you disclose it to the university um, and the NCAA or, or whatever. There's like a form we have to fill out. So yeah. we have to tell what we're doing but there's no approval process or anything like that. So now it's on us to be careful um, on what we're doing and make good decisions and act within the law. And like, I created an LLC, so I'm not liable and all that good stuff. Um, So there's like a lot of really interesting opportunities for educating the athletes on it. Um, But I would just say it's a really exciting time because everything has been the same for so long in that college athletes are have been amateurs, meaning not professional, meaning they can't make money off of sponsorships, endorsements, whatever. But now all of that's changing and we can make money. So it's And correct me if I'm uh, wrong,
0: really quick, like Yeah. A lot of it had to do with the fact like you guys are so busy in practices and doing everything else that literally there's no time mm. for like a part time job no. Like, that, it, 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 am I getting that right? So like one of the big arguments coming from like the athletics side or from the athletes themselves were like, like I don't, you know, I can't go out and work because I'm here at practice, this is like, this is my work, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? So th- the fact that I'd be able to benefit from my name, image, and likeness by, you know, promoting a local company or a brand or whatever, like that's an opportunity for me to generate some income while I'm in school.
1: Exactly. And a really important part of that as well is using our platforms. Because like as a gymnast, my personal experience is like a lot of gymnasts after you retire from the sport after college, your relevance just drops off really fast. um, And there's new people that come in. I mean, It's different for other sports when people go pro and stuff like that. But with gymnastics, this is the biggest platform that I'm going to have. And I want to be able to use it while I'm a Gator gymnast because we have like a huge following and Gator Nation is incredible. And there is so much support and so many young gymnasts out there that just look up to the University of Florida gymnasts. And that's just totally awesome. And I want to take advantage of that in that I can inspire young athletes out there and make a positive impact and that's really important to me through this process is staying authentic staying positive and really making a an optimistic great impact on athletes not just going for like those quick hits that you see on social media like oh I'm wearing these these leggings, like buy them, and then getting paid for that. I wanna have a long-lasting, long-lasting relationships with brands that really serve the missions that I'm trying to serve, and also build something that's gonna outlive my gymnastics career, because, you know, after I'm I'm done with being a Gators gymnast, like, I'm not gonna be a gymnast anymore, and nobody's gonna care about my gymnastics, but, can I build a personal brand that that people still want to follow, like literally and figuratively, that they're still interested in, that they still find value in um, after I'm done with this sport? So that's been definitely top of mind for me, and... For a while, through this whole process, and thinking about you know what I what opportunities I want to pursue through the name, image, likeness.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So, this is super cool. I have a bunch of questions, so yeah. we're gonna have to like we're gonna go through some of these, okay? For so, sure. Um, have you capitalized on your name, image, and likeness yet?
1: It's in. It's in the works. Okay. Yeah, so I you... was making sure everything was all set up um, and you know allowed, but I've got some really exciting projects coming up.
0: Okay, so so we the answer is no, you haven't quite yet, but it's in progress. You're getting to that point. Yeah, like
1: my bank account has not reflected any incoming (laughs) money, but the money is coming.
0: All right, I like it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, and. The and so one of the thing one of the projects that you have is is a podcast. Yes, like you're doing a podcast. So why don't you like real quickly give me like the one minute version of like what your podcast is. because you had the blog, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of led into the. The podcast. So give me like the one minute uh, story of that really quick.
1: Okay. Well, before I do that, I actually did lie. So I have made 24 cents on my personal brand. I'm so so glad that you came clean. (laughs) Because I actually just activated automatic sponsorships on my podcast literally a couple of hours ago. Okay. um, And I haven't released a new episode or anything. So probably like a couple random people listened to it. And now I have. 24 cents for automatic podcast sponsorship so that's just kind of funny thing but like I couldn't do that before I wouldn't have been able to uh, do that before so that's like really cool and because
0: you would have gotten in trouble if you would have made money off that podcast is what you're saying
1: yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was just like, there's so much gray, right? There's Before so there was so gray. much gray, but this kind of like releases a lot of the gray. Yeah,
1: if it wasn't tied to like me at all, me being a gator gymnast, it might have been fine. But since it was, it's literally a podcast about gymnastics and I'm the host and I'm bringing my expertise as a gator gymnast, it would not have been fine, Um but it is now. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And it, you know, it's so funny because like, even as you're just talking about these things, I'm kind of reflecting about, you know, my career here at New Scooters for Less and some of the, like, we would get like letters from the, you know, or from the athletic association just kind of saying, hey, local businesses, please know that you cannot give discounts on services or products yeah. and like, you know, and they like legit had in there like scooters, right? You could like, do not, do not give discounts on services for scooters, you know, or like, I mean, it was in their letter that they sent to us. Uh, so that's kind of fascinating because I'm kind of like reflecting back on a lot of the stuff that I was receiving because I used to forward it to my team being like, hey, like I know we have a lot of student athletes in here. Like if they ask for a discount, the answer is no, unless it's a disc, unless it's like a sale or something that we're providing to everybody. The answer is no. Right. And, and so, you know, I even remember there was a time where we had a, uh, a group of athletic students and like all the parents that came in, and you know, they were, they were buying, they're like, hey, we're buying scooters for like all the new freshman players on the team. <laughs> like can we get you know can we get a discount and like it's just it's just like black and white it's like no can't, like the, yeah. the, the thing if we're not able to if it's something that we would not offer to anybody else we're not going to be able to offer it to you right and and it wasn't like the you know it wasn't like the students themselves or anything asking it was like you know a lot of the parents not understanding the rules and that kind of thing it's like yeah hey, like we can't can't do it yeah. um, now if it was something that we were going to offer to everybody then then yeah we could you know so I don't know it's super interesting to kind of See it kind of like get out of this great because now it sounds like if I'm like, hey, Leah, well, and real quick, like, Leah's already a customer. <laughs> she bought a scooter from. when did you buy your scooter? In 2000?
1: 2018 okay. Yes, I love my scooter.
0: She's got a genuine buddy. If you need a genuine buddy, this is the place to come. <laughs> quick promo for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so you
1: couldn't have given me a free scooter back then, back but then, now, now I'll take a free scooter. But now,
0: so that's what you're saying. So now, like back in the day, like no way, not a possibility. But today in 2021, like you have, you got freshmen coming in or whatever, like anybody coming in or even if it's you, I could say, hey, Leo, I'm going to give you a brand new scooter. What I want you to do. And we would negotiate that agreement. You know, maybe it's some influencer posts. Maybe it's like being in our flyer or whatever. Like we could negotiate that between you and me as student athlete and business owner. And I could just give you that scooter for doing that work.
1: Yep, exactly. As long as it's fair market value, as the state law says, which is very ambiguous. So I think like you could give me a free scooter, but I would probably have to like do something like be on a flyer or post on my social media, make a TikTok with the scooter or something um, in exchange for that. But yeah, it's it's a deal that you can make now. And that's super cool. Just like you know, any other celebrity influencer out there. But I do want to go back to your question about okay. creating um, yeah, my yeah. blog and my podcast because I do love to talk about that. And I know we've been talking about a lot of legal mumbo jumbo, and <laughs> I'm much better about talking about me <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, so I'd love to share that story. I love it, yeah, go ahead. And Really, my blog started back in 2018 when I graduated high school. I just found myself having extra time on my hands once I was done with school and I wanted a project. I think there was a day where I created a recipe, brought it to my gymnastics practice and people loved it. And so they asked me to send it and I made this really pretty infographic with the recipe and people were like, this is so good. You should make a blog or do something with this. And it just really got my wheels turning and was like, why not? That would be a fun project. So it originally started with my sister, who's also an amazing gymnast. Love her. And we loved experimenting in the kitchen together around that time. We would watch cooking shows together, create recipes together, and we had a new adventure, we wanted to create a blog together and we did and we just started really sharing those recipes that we were creating and it was so much fun. Since then, just to clarify, she got super busy with school and I came to college and I more personally ran with the blog but I've loved the journey so far. I've been running it for three years now and just learned a ton from food photography to connecting with an audience to how to build a website and manage social media and it's just been such a great learning experience and so much fun and I really fell in love with experimenting in in the kitchen even more and got all these new recipes out of trying to create (laughs) content and it was just so much fun but I always had that purpose in mind that I wanted to help people realize that clean eating can be fun. And just sharing those recipes to help people fuel up with delicious and nutritious food alongside me. And that is still true to this day, that's the goal. And maybe, well I am, not maybe, I am exploring possible brand partnership ideas with Local restaurants and things like that. Very so, cool. like that's a really cool evolution evolution of the blog that does tie in into name image likeness. But for the past couple of years, I really was just doing it to to, you know, share those recipes and connect with people over food. And it's been it's been super great.
0: Let me ask you a quick question in in regards to that, right? So yeah. if there's a local business who's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, like, a student athlete has the right audience for my business. I mean, scooters for sure, <laughs> right? It's like so. How would you recommend a business like mine, uh, you know, reaching out to an to an athlete like yourself or to somebody else? Like, how how do we make this happen? I, like now, I, personally, I've already seen agencies starting to jump into this, and they almost like I don't know if they're like managers on your behalf. If that's kind of the case, I'm starting to see that kind of a little bit. I'm already getting emails from different companies. Um, but I mean, if again, just kind of going back, if there's a Colin Austin with the New Scooters for Less, a local business wants to work with, you know, Leah, who's a gymnast at UF, what's the best way to kind of reach out and set that uh, relationship up?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I do know there are a lot of platforms that are up and coming and some already existing that are like middlemen in connecting businesses with student athletes, but I would say the ultimate way is to just go on to the Florida Gators roster, whatever school it is. Find, I think everyone's social media is listed, or just directly look them up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is. Look up their name, find them on social media, and cross your fingers that they have their email there or some sort of post that is like showing how to contact them or just sending a direct message. I think that's the number Instagram one Is your Instagram profile public? My Instagram profile is public. I've so. got my email on there. I've got a website. I think the people that are really up and up on all this stuff, I know a lot of gymnasts are. They've created personal websites. I have one personally myself showing their work um, and their contact information. So really, I think the social media is the number one way to go for businesses to find people and anyone can direct message somebody else as long as they're public. And I really think that anyone that's willing to work with brands probably has a public social media profile because if they wouldn't, nobody would want to work with them because they would have less reach for the posts because not everybody can see them. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah. Yeah definitely just social media direct messages finding emails like my direct messages are and email is open for brand collaborations (laughs) and there there have been like a lot of emails that have been coming in i'm sure i don't know what other people's experiences are but there's a lot of like random direct messages and emails that are like what in the world is this i don't think this is real um but then there are the ones that are really great opportunities and it's And that's um, a really exciting thing. But on that note, I think it really depends on the athlete. And, you know, there's super famous quarterbacks and like star (laughs) football players that everybody knows. They've got hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. But then there's those other athletes. I would say myself included in that category who are maybe not the top player on their team are the most well-known but really have great personal brands and really have lovely social medias and they know what they're doing they have a voice they have they have a they have a brand um and those people are going to be really great micro influencers for businesses as well and I think So for me falling into that category, I think the brands that I really want to work with probably aren't going to come straight to me and I'm going to have to pitch to them, which is a fun learning experience for me because I've listened to podcasts and, you know, just read articles online on how to pitch to brands. And I'm starting that process a little bit. I definitely have a long list of, um, you know, products that I love or brands that I want to work with that I'm going to start pitching to and we'll just see where all of that goes. But it's a super, super exciting time. I know I've probably said that at least (laughs) 25 times during this interview so far, but it really is exciting and it's a whole new frontier. So it's definitely going to change. There's definitely going to be like lots of ups and downs and of evolving of this process but I'm just glad that it's starting I wasn't sure that it was going to happen while I was still an athlete so I'm so thankful thankful that I get to experience it a little bit because I know there's a lot of people that missed out
0: okay cool so there's there's three questions it's so funny (laughs) real quick it makes me think uh back I mean it's I don't know, it's just so cool for me to kinda of reflect on New Scooters for less because like I remember when Eddie, Eddie Pinero went to like he declared for the NFL. Mm-hmm. like he was a customer of ours as well and he had bought a scooter and we even had video we even had video of him when like when he bought the scooter because we had been doing like we vlog we do like some stuff like that and we had it I was like oh man I, was like, I don't even know if we should release this because I don't want to get him in trouble and somebody think that we were trying to promote ourselves using his you know name image and likeness so we never we never even released like we never even included him in the vlog which is something that we did on a normal day to day basis uh, and so but then but then when he declared for the NFL, I texted him that afternoon. I'm like, Eddie, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you have to like, now that you're going to the NFL, you can like be a influencer for our brand. And I'll pay you to like, post about New Scooters for Less on your social media. And he's like, he's like, yeah, bro, let's go. Like, let's do it, you know? And so that, you know, the next day or that week or whatever, we ended up setting that up. And he even had a manager already at that time, you know, wow. and it was it was pretty cool. So it's just, it's so cool to kind of see this evolution, uh, you know, of of this name, image, and likeness thing and to the point where it's like, I don't have to like even be concerned as a business anymore because I think there's some genuine concern as a business of getting the athletes in trouble. We don't want to do that, right? But But being able to work with somebody like yourself to promote our brand would be kind of cool. So, it's yeah. it's neat. All right, so I have three quick questions before we wrap up this episode. Um, one is, is there any brand or company that you want to work with? Like, is there any, like, that dream brand? Like, man, if I could work with this company, this would be, like, the most awesome thing ever.
1: Honestly, Nike would be so cool because... There's just an aura about Nike sponsored athletes. And that's a really funny thing for me to say because I'm actually doing an internship with Nike right now. Okay. So I technically am working with Nike, but they're definitely um, (laughs) not sponsoring me as an athlete. I don't think that would ever happen. And I'm getting, I'm super close to it with this internship. It's so much fun. And I've, it's been a great experience so far. And I'm very thankful. Um, But yeah, that's up there. Um, there are a ton of just like other random brands that I would love to work with. Like for example, there's this I don't know if you've ever seen a Theragon or a Hyper Vault. Like it's this massage. Okay. Thing. I have it's
0: like the pulsating one. Yeah, okay.
1: a pulsating like recovery tool. So like things like that. Like I would use that every day and they cost like a couple hundred dollars and I don't want to pay for that. So <laughs> I think I'm going to be sending an email. Like being send like, me
0: one. I, I will put it on my social media.
1: Yeah. I will It'll post cost... on my Instagram. If you send me a free, whatever, whatever. And so things like that, they would totally I think,
0: do that. They would yeah, totally do that.
1: I think those are like realistic things for me to go after, but also on the, there's a lot of opportunity on the food side of things with my food blog, so okay. I'm really excited for that. With um, you know meal delivery services, just different you know food products. I'm I'm like more on the plant based, like Whole Foods kind of side of eating. Sure, yeah, of course. But still, like there's great you know food companies out there to work with in that niche because that is like such a community and that's something that i want to explore a little bit as well and then oh i know we haven't talked about my podcast on here but that is um Another thing that I would love to tie in. What's the name of
0: your podcast really quick?
1: The name of my podcast is Zest and Progress. And it's all about uncovering athlete stories of resilience, self-confidence, and energy. So it's on Spotify and Apple. Just, I guess I'm taking the time to do a personal plug here. But yeah, feel free to check it out. I've interviewed um, several of my teammates and other gymnasts. And that's been another really great learning experience. But the Gymternet is the gymnastics internet, and that's <laughs> another very um, tight knit community that is just you know really awesome. And I would love to work with you know leotard companies or grips companies specific to gymnastics brands or just specific to you know athletic brands um, for podcast sponsorship kind of things as well. So I I feel like to some, it all up, I've been building these brands just like myself as a student athlete, and then myself as a food blogger and as a podcaster over these past couple of years, and now is the time that um, I like get to work with other brands and really Try to capitalize on yeah, these things cool. that I've been building because it's it's really cool. And I would love to. It's exploratory,
0: to work. right? Yeah, like, it's very exploratory. Exactly. It's kind of like, ah, let's kind of get out there. Let's see what happens. It's right. neat. Right.
1: I would love to work for myself someday. So I guess this is a little bit of a test run, see how, I don't know, an influencer thing goes um, and just get a taste of that world a little bit. But like I mentioned before, staying authentic and true to myself is like the number one priority because I don't wanna just work with a bunch of brands just to work with a bunch of brands. I wanna be giving value to my followers and the people that listen to my podcast and look at my food blog. I don't want it to just be random advertisements and I think that um, that goes for you know everyone in this business for the most part. Um, but I'm just trying to keep that you know at the front of my mind through through everything.
0: Cool. Final question. Gator Gymnastics 2022 season coming up. Like how we feeling? How we looking? Think we're going to be good?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> we could talk about that all day. Um but you know, everyone's pretty much back training um in the gym for this summer and our preseason starts soon and I'm so pumped. It's going to be great. I think we've got incredible incoming freshmen as well. Awesome. So that is going to be really, really cool. And our team's going to be bigger than it has been the past few years. I don't know if it might be the biggest Florida gymnastics team ever, at least with the current coaches, it will be. So I think we're going to have a lot of depth, a lot of just incredible gymnastics. We have a ton of elites coming in and oh it's going to be a great time everyone's awesome. always motivated so
0: let's okay. go Dude, I'm so excited. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. This was super interesting stuff. I'm excited to kind of see how this progresses. I'm going to want to check in with you. I'll keep in touch via, you know, Instagram DM and be like, hey, what's happening? Like, you know, just just keep you posted. I think this would be kind of interesting just uh, and maybe we'll do a follow-up at some point to kind of see how it's progressed because I think it's really, really cool. So, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, thanks so much to James Leitner for like making us look so good with this excellent lighting and this video work. James, you are the best, man. Thanks so much for your hard work on the show. And podcast fam, if you were driving and didn't have a chance to uh, you know write down the information from our incredible sponsors, no worries. You can always check that out at WHOAGNV.com slash sponsors. We have links to their websites. And please, please, please support all of the incredible people that are making this show happen and special love this episode to our friends over at The Best Restoration. You guys, you need to have friends on your side when those disasters happen. And if you're like me and my business, they happen quite often. (laughs) When that toilet overflows or when that pipe bursts in the wall or if you're like us and you move into a place that's full of mold, The Best Restoration is there for you. I can speak firsthand to the quality of their work. They have helped us at New Scooters for Less multiple times. With their certified techs and state-of-the-art equipment, these guys are the masters of disaster. Give them a call at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. And when you do, be sure to say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go,
1: whoa,
0: whoa. We will see you later. Bye.